What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kind of Neat. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. First things first, I want to say I'm starting to push the Patreon a little more because YouTube has fucked us, like I said. So go to patreon.com slash kind of neat. I want to thank all of the new supporters this week. We had quite a few. I appreciate it when you guys support on Patreon. It inspires me to keep this thing going a little more. I know I don't have like some crazy plan or benefits or whatever for supporters, but I would just say like we've been doing this for this long. We've showed you a lot of good music. You guys can give us a dollar an episode. The questions that I get asked frequently are, are like, if you pledge, do you get charged for back episodes? And the answer to that is no. You do not get charged for back episodes, and we don't charge like a dollar per podcast and a dollar per video. It's just a dollar every podcast that gets posted. That's it. If you sign up, it's only on future episodes that we post. You will not get back charged 130 bucks for old episodes, but that is a valid question, and I've heard you guys ask it, and so I'm answering once and for all. So if you're a weekly listener, hit that patreon.com slash kind of neat. Also, <laughs> some very like fortuitous listeners said that I should start a Bitcoin wallet so that he could donate Bitcoin. So if you're looking to donate some Bitcoin, I fucks with that. Just DM me. I'll send you my address, whatever. That would be dope because I'm trying to get into the Bitcoin. You feel me? I'm trying to grow up and blow up and glow up. You know what I mean? I'm trying to find um, that next big Apple wave to like invest in because... You know, I really wish I would have invested in this Bitcoin shit about like, I don't know, five years ago or something. I'm watching it explode in value and feeling like I really missed out on that. So that said, we've been on a roll. This is our third episode in a row. Fucking crazy. I haven't done that and I don't even know how long. As far as like real life goes, not a lot of new stuff to report. Just working on trying to fill up the new house. Got my gas turned on finally, which was a, a real thing. Surprisingly, it takes forever to get the gas turned on. It took two weeks. I was taking cold showers for two weeks. Wasn't able to cook for two weeks. I've gained a little fast food gut from that shit. But I'm back in business. You know, the cast iron skillets are back on the griddle and uh, cooking again. So that's fantastic. Taking hot showers again, which is also fantastic. It makes it feel a little bit more like home when you have hot water and you have running gas. But, you know, your boy always got running gas. But the guest today is a gentleman from the Bay Area called Collaborate. And I found Collaborate on a Spotify playlist, which is like, as we've spoken about on previous episodes, it's kind of like the new blog. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's so much competition with blogs now that it's almost devalued a lot of them. Whereas Spotify playlists, iTunes playlists, title, shit like that, that's kind of like the new place to find people, I guess which is not like some secret that I'm letting you guys in on. But um, yeah, I found Collaborate's song, uh, Make Me, Make and Take or something like that on there and was just uh, really impressed, not only by the bars and the flow, but then I watched the video and he just seemed like a really cool, like, I don't know, spirit. Like he had good vibes, you know? We talk about it. He just is kind of like a magnetic dude on camera. And it's because he's had a lot of practice at it, which we find out in the podcast. So yeah, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. We're just going to get right into the episode. We'll collaborate. I think that if you are a fan of the raps that I have been showing you guys for the last few years, that this guy collaborate, he's going to be right in your wheel box. And he has a bunch of projects out. He just put out Real Person about two weeks ago. So it's hot off the presses on all of your streaming services. And he's got two other tapes to check out as well. I don't know. I like the dude. I'm happy to have met him. And I think that you guys are going to fuck with him. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Collaborate. First and foremost, let's um get let, let me get your name pronunciation out of the way because I was assuming it's like collaborate, <laughs> but maybe it's just pronounced normal like collaborate. Yeah, just yeah, just, just like normal. That. Just normal. You know, the um, spelling is tricky. It is. It is. Is your name Kale? Caleb. Caleb, Caleb is my yeah, oh, my yeah. There you yeah. go. Okay. So that's how I got the you know. That seems like a very direct line right. to the to the name collaborate. Right. So there right. you go. That's how it came about. Yeah, man. So I found you through a Spotify playlist, nice. which I'm sure like probably got you a big jump. It was like the 
not rap caviar, but the one oh, after the that. one most necessary. necessary. Yeah, shout out my boy Tumabasa, man. Yeah, Tumabasa, yeah, shout Tuma, out to him. That's like the most impure, yeah. most important rap curator in the game right, right now. Right now, yeah, Tuma is running it right now. Right, man. So so how, good job. Too. Yeah, how did that happen? How did you guys link up with um, Tuma? I've only met Tuma once, but it was when I was at like a, a Spotify, like rap genius event, event in New York. Yeah, right. But I, but. Uh, I think my music is in the playlist simply because he just uh, he fucks likes it. it. He fucks with it. Yeah. If I can cuss on here. It's yeah. Cool. Oh, you okay. can cuss. Like, let's yeah. get get all the cuss cool. words out. That's perfect. You drop like, a c word if you want. <laughs> that's yeah. actually my um, that's actually my least favorite. That's a terrible. I curse hate word. that word. It's yeah. So harsh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Too much. Just fucks with the music. Yeah. And so he just. Um, Ended up throwing it in the playlist, and and then from there, of course, I was like, oh, let me make sure I follow him and right. show him love because that shit is pretty important now. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. How long you been working on music? Uh, I've been doing music since I was sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, like maybe junior, senior year of high school. Um, Always under the same moniker name. <laughs> well, I had I had a first. I only had two rap names. Yeah, and the first one I only had it for like two weeks. Okay, it was a uh, I rock like iPod. But it was a li- like little I, capital R, O C K. And then I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't think that one has much uh much longevity in it. Right, right. And then two weeks later switched to collaborate and then it's been that ever since. Right. So you say you started rapping in high school, that was up in the bay. No, well, I'm originally from Sacramento. You're yeah, from Sacramento. I mean, okay. Yeah, to a lot of people, it's, they're kind of similar, you know, close or whatever. But yeah, right. Originally from South Sac, and then uh, moved to the Bay Area when I was 17. Okay, so, so what's tell me about growing up in Sacramento. What were you into as a kid? Man, I played a lot of basketball and listened to a lot of music and watched a lot of movies. Um, my mom and dad, uh, they were separated, uh-huh. so I lived with my dad when I was in Sacramento. So I was like Monday through Friday. Some weekends, depending on what I had going on, and then I would go to my mom's. Yeah, uh, she lived in Antioch, yeah. in the Bay Area. So, um, and then my my mom was uh, married, so my stepdad, his family's from Oakland. So I'm all, I was always just roaming the Bay Area out here right. on weekends, and then uh, just living in Sac, you know, going to school and just being a kid. You know what I mean? And Why? I would say the first thing that sticks out to me when when parents separate, I always hear about kids going with the mom. Why'd you go with uh-huh. dad? Um, well, shout out to my older brother. Uh, yeah. It was when my mom and dad were getting divorced. Yeah. My brother was what, like, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12 or something like that. Maybe 10. I, I'm not exactly sure his age, but yeah. I remember um, they asked him where he wanted to go. And he was like, well, I want to be with, you know what I mean, be with dad. Yeah. And then, so I was cool that they kind of let my brother choose, like us choose. Yeah. Um, I don't really know why my brother chose to be with my dad, but... Like my dad's pretty cool, yeah, so that's I, and it's like we're boys, so I think it naturally, you right, know, right, naturally went that way. Yeah, so you got a good relationship with, with both of your folks, though. Yeah, I'm good with both of my parents. That's um, good. I, we all, we have an ongoing joke slash theme on this show that like yeah. all artistry comes from bad dads, but yeah. it sounds like you're breaking the mold. You sound like you got a good dad already. Yeah, well, I mean, we have a great relationship because the underlying thing is I'm is always love. Yeah, no matter what happens, so they're definitely done things and I have things to be sour at them about and yeah. to be upset about but at the end of the day I always love them because you know they have my back at the end of the day yeah, they don't always family. make the best decisions and right. you know but at the end of the day yeah you know I'm always loving you know I love them uh, I don't know anything about Sacramento other than one time <laughs> I got a $211 public urination ticket there which is like the the most damn. expensive piss ever damn yeah and it was real. and it was at a um like a first Friday type thing that they oh, do there, like shit. some kind of art walk thing. Is that is that a thing? Damn, there? I, I well Sacramento is so big. Yeah. There's like, well, I grew up on the South Side, mm-hmm. just so since it's so big, it's like the South Side is just either suburb. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like schools and houses and shopping centers. You know what I'm saying? So downtown or like East Sac and stuff is where it'd be like more events. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially like once you get like downtown. Like downtown Sac definitely has a culture to it. But like outside of that, like it's, it's just really, the burbs. It's really just burbs. And yeah. But the burbs isn't always like good. You know what right. I mean? It just It's just houses and schools. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's pretty much what it is. A lot of. So style. what was there to get into? Just basketball? I mean. A lot, you know. It's yeah. funny, like places where there's not a lot to do. There's a lot. To you got to make up a lot of stuff to, yeah. to entertain yourself. There's, there's a lot to get into, and yeah. there's, you know, I don't know. There's um, there's a like. It's funny how the the biggest trap that 
you could fall into is like just just having being stuck in like the small town like you know what I mean the grind yeah Yeah. like that's the the biggest trap that you have to be aware of just being from anywhere like that in the world you know what I'm saying because since they since like a lot of cultures kept you know what I mean in the in downtown areas or just from you it's like you get used to just existing and surviving in that world because right. you c- can't get the chance to see the rest of the world other shit you know so were you getting to see the rest of that like in that your mom lived in the bay and you're going to the like bigger city areas on the weekends kind and shit of, like that or what kind of I'll say like I would say that I saw like the bigger picture when my brother went to college because when my brother went to college like that how, was when, how much older is he? He's seven years old. He's right? seven years old. Yeah, so okay. I'm 24. Yeah. My brother's 31. Right uh, okay. Now. Yeah. So, um, but when I was maybe what 11 or whatever, he was going to college. Yeah. And when I went out to like visit his college and just like remember the day we went to go drop him off, I was like, whoa, like where'd he go? He went to Dominican University. Where's so that? It's in uh, San Rafael. Okay. I think San Rafael. Yeah. Right. Or Marin or something like that. Yeah. I think it's in Marin, but. Really beautiful, like, campus, and it's near the water, and, you know, San Francisco's across the Golden Gate, and, you know what I mean? So it was, like, coming from SAC and seeing that was, like, even though it was not super far, it was just, like, wow, like, this is really beautiful. There's an ocean right here. Yeah, like, the dynamics can yeah. change so quickly. Right. Just, like, even if it's not that far mile-wise, right. it could feel a world away. Yeah, and I was definitely, like, I want more of this. <laughs> I was, right. like, I need to, like, see stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, Marin County is, like, rich and beautiful, yeah, right? it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, like, life-changing. So, yeah. like, yeah, you know, just when my brother went to college, and then, the you know, he would come back from school with st- showing me stuff, music, and, you know, it, it was just like, whoa, there's a whole bunch more stuff to get into. Right, you, you rap know? like you got an older brother. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know I definitely I mean? do. You yeah. rap like, like oh, when you were six, somebody yeah. was putting you onto Wu-Tang. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I for surely, like, I, I was for sure one of those kids that was, you know, had the permissions of being able to, like, understand what was cool in the generation that's a little bit ahead of me and on my own, you know? Yeah, little brothers have a distinct sociological advantage in yeah. school of, like, you have the inside scoop on what's cool that yeah. kids your age won't catch up on for a few yeah, years, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what kind of things was he putting you onto at an early age oh, that, like, man. really stuck? My brother put uh, pretty much anything that a a person that is now 30, 31, like, would have lived through social media music sharing so like the spice girls no, <laughs> <laughs> nah more like more like uh more like alan iverson oh or, yeah 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 or, oh um, so you had like the questions or the answers oh, or whatever? i had the answers yeah. uh i had the oh, i forget the name of the ones but they was like he wore him in the game where he crossed tyron Lou. okay you yeah know the one? I you had know it's funny my brother my brother is the age of your brother uh-huh. and his favorite sneakers ever are the answers like yeah. that's like the if you were oh, yeah. that age 31 32 yeah. like the answers were the illest shit ever i think my brother loves the questions he loves the uh the white with the red i believe it's the questions the ones that alan iverson was wearing when he was like early on in the sixers yeah so like i got a lot of I got a lot of, like, game like that. You know what I mean? Just little things from, you know, my brother just picking up and just following, really being a little brother, just following him everywhere. Right, right. What kind of music was he listening to? Man, uh, shit. 50, Jay-Z. I mean, anything that was popping around. I mean, shit. Nelly, anything that was, you know, around that time. I'd probably say the biggest... The biggest artist that my brother like co-signed was Kanye because when my brother was like when we both saw it through the wire at the same time yeah. and I liked it, but I didn't necessarily say I liked it. But then when my he brother said it. he liked it, I was like, yeah, I like this too. I like this yeah. a lot. Yeah. And that was when I like super got into Kanye West. I was like, oh yeah, this dude is cool to me. Right. And he's cool to my brother. And even my dad likes him. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably one of the biggest ones. It's funny with Kanye how things have gone so like left field at this point and he's such like a pop culture icon because mm. back then, 2003, 2004, he was really looked at as like, he was about to be hip hop savior. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. Like on the internet forums and everything. Mm. He was like a real backpack ass artist. Yeah, he so was. So it's crazy to see he, how he... He certainly like... <laughs> The latter years of his career have, like, you know, impaired, I think, his, like, story, his legend. Right. However, like, when he was in his prime years, he he certainly, like, gave hip-hop a new life. He changed it. He changed hip-hop, you know, certainly. And, like, he really is a legend. I I think he, in fact, was so polarizing that... The reason why his most recent years have been so crazy is because he was so polarizing, right? right? Similar to like, I always, always bring up Allen Iverson in situations yeah. like this. So I feel like Allen Iverson was so polarizing. No one, he didn't know what to do. No one really knew like 
what to do unless right. you got this what guy. Is this? Yeah, yeah, what is he's tatted, he's rapping, yeah. he's amazing on the court, his fashion right. is crazy. It's like he dresses like he's playing at Rutgers, right. not, not the NBA, but, but, you know. But he's playing like but he's playing comfortable, he's playing yeah. fly, and he's and he speaks for a whole culture of people. And he's and they're both such class. natural leaders. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has such a passion and stuff like so it's like I don't know people it's that sometimes you're like what do, what do we do what do I say I don't know right. he doesn't even know what to do you know right so it kinda, and, yeah. yeah and when people come come around uh, that are like that mm. you almost take them for granted about like the impact that they made Certainly. because after their kind of uh, mystique has worn off right. and everyone's copied them right. you forget how influential right. they actually yeah. were and you kind of get mad at him too, because like yeah, because like Allen Iverson, like the NBA is Allen Iverson. Yeah, now. Like everybody exactly. he opened the gates for people to just be themselves. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, yeah. What did your dad do for a living? Uh, my dad, he was a playwright. He was no like, way. Yeah, he was all independent businessman. You know what I mean? That he, is an answer I've never heard on this in 135 episodes. Yeah, bro. Yeah. My my pops was very like unique. He was very like a one of one for sure. Um, he was a playwright. He was a teacher. He did a lot of stuff. My dad, he coached sports teams. You know what I mean? He was just like... Sounds uh, like a real renaissance Yeah, man. he was a renaissance, kind of, especially like a man of the community. You know what I mean? Yeah. He did a lot of stuff. Like, he taught... At, at one point, he was teaching at my school, like one of my elementary schools. And I was yeah. going to elementary school. At one point, he was teaching like a theater elective class there. You know? Right. And then, uh, at one point, he was teaching at my brother's high school. Like, he didn't teach all the way we grew up or nothing but it was like one year you know yeah, what I mean right. one year I, I remember it was like f- sixth grade or fourth grade or something like that and my dad was teaching the class I was like uh-huh. damn this is really tight like wow. <laughs> you could just pop up in my dad's class or something like that that was right. cool um, that's funny because my mom was a teacher and when I was in yeah. third grade she was teaching a third grade class and mm. it was actually the worst because <laughs> if I would get caught doing bad shit I wouldn't get detention they would just send me to her yeah, room yeah send you to her room exactly the same worst. they would send me to my dad's class yeah. and I was like oh this is way worse than just, <laughs> just getting, getting in detention, trouble before right. this sucks man. right exactly um, um, but so, primarily he was a playwright, playwright. To, yeah. so did he get did he have works that would go into production then and you would get to go watch his plays mm-hmm. how's dad, that my dad did plays all the time man. really he was always doing plays yeah um, like I said, at times when he would teach, he would teach a play and have the students would do a play for the school. Right. Um, other times he would put on his own plays. Was there um, kind of an ongoing themology of his work? Like, did, was he trying to get a certain point across in his yeah, works? Yeah. A lot of times, my dad told uh, the story of black men a lot. Yeah. He had a lot. He had a play called um, He had a play called Me and My Boy, which was about like a single father raising his kids it was right. like kind of one of those loosely based you know what i mean yeah, yeah. trying from his own experiences yeah, totally. he had a, a play called waiting to exhale i always get it switched up with the movie waiting to you know waiting to exhale okay oh i take that back it was waiting to end his was waiting to inhale, inhale. i was like your yeah. dad wrote waiting to exhale I'm, t- I'm like i always do that because <laughs> i remember when it came out yeah and the movie was popular i would be like wait is my dad doing yeah. this or this because yeah. the title like, we're rich yeah. right i'd be like yo how come the movie but you know, right. i was a kid but so it's waiting to inhale mm-hmm. yeah he he wrote he wrote a lot of different plays but all of them centered around like you know black life and yeah black fatherhood or you know, black teens growing up. I had a whole stack of like all of his plays yeah. back in the day. That you I read them? See, some of them I read. I was in a couple of them. Oh wow! Yeah, I so you grew like, up acting a little bit. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah. How's that? Um, man, it was cool. It was really cool. Now I'm having. I'm like thinking back in my head, like, dang, going back, looking at all the times I was going to like rehearsals and reading lines and stuff. Yeah. Um, it was dope though, man. Acting is a. It's fun to read a script, mm-hmm. and then. Like, put yourself in the shoes of the character. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, you sometimes I feel like the best actors are the people who've been at a lot of different low places. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times you have to draw from, like, that experience to to really, like, embody yeah, like, a character. It's kind of fun. You kind of, yeah, you have to, like, express your internalized pain that you've been able to me- memorize, you yeah. know? Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, I would I would imagine that, like, um, doing that at an early age is probably not a bad training ground to learn how to rap either, though, because no. there's a lot of memorization and expressing uh, expressing emotions that people, that you need to get people to relate to, you of know? Of course, yeah? of course. Um, it takes a lot, too, to memorize, like, raps, and a lot of, like, I would say a lot of, um the performance like a lot of my being able to perform on stage the way I do comes from like being able to act because sometimes you have to 
be able to listen to a song and be like, this part is, this is the climax or this is the exciting part. So I need to make sure that when we get to this part, it's got to be played up. So right. then you're able to tell yourself, when I'm performing, let me give my all right here. And it's like you get to kind of see the music uh, and feel it like visually and internally also see like h- how is this going to make, you know, that whole ethos, pathos, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the music has the power to do that too. And like you can feel which parts of a song are supposed to be what. Right. Um, it's interesting to learn that you were an actor as a kid because I think like your comfort um, as a lead man comes across in your videos as well. Like I yeah. think that you have, I think you're very magnetic on camera. Like like I told you, the song that got me into or that got me interested in in, in looking into it further was uh, "Make Me Take Me," uh-huh. and the video for it is just like very magnetic and it's simple. Hey. It's just a simple one shot, right, like right. you going to do a chore, right. but you're smiling the whole time mm. and your your movements are fluid and, and, and you just come off as very charming. You know yeah, what I mean? And it's, you. yeah. And so I, I think like, that seems like something you've been honing for a long time. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely been comfortable being, I've been on uh, like the line, the stage yeah. or in front of the camera a lot, a right. lot, a lot, a lot. I had right. to get over being, you know, I was like, um, helping my dad out with his plays and then like being in some of his plays at an early age so I was used to being like in front of people and mm-hmm. getting over my like stage fright and stuff real early mm-hmm. and now I understand the importance of like you know if if you're comfortable being in front of the camera and you're gonna be in front of the camera then you gotta you gotta kill it you mm-hmm. know so now mm-hmm. that's how I feel like it, it almost energizes me now mm-hmm. when I'm performing or doing a video or something like that I'm like yo we gotta give the best take cause mm-hmm. once we capture that it's like magic you mm-hmm. know it's fun for me. Yeah. So your dad being a creative and a writer, a playwright, it, was he sort of an intellect or a scholar in a sense and would be, mm. oh, you know, you got to yeah. you got to read this, yeah. you got to check this out, like learn about this philosophy, et cetera, et cetera? He, uh, yeah, he was incredibly smart, dude, but he wasn't like, he was smart in a lot of different ways. It yeah. wasn't necessarily book smarts that was like yeah. the, the, you know, main thing. It was a lot of life smarts. Yeah. And he did always, you know, he put me on a lot of stuff culturally. Like, that's how I got my music taste. Um, he put me on a lot of movies. I remember my dad made me watch, like, um, shoot, what's the one with Joe Pesci? Goodfellas? <laughs> no, no. Uh-huh. Those are the ones I got myself yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. But he made me my watch cousin My Vinny. Cousin Vinny. Yeah, yeah. That's a great with movie. Marissa Tomei. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made me watch the movie Cornbread, Earl and Me. He made me watch, uh, he made me watch a lot of stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? And he even, he, he, he would be like, um, he made me watch some Clint Eastwood movies, and he would be like, this is what makes Clint Eastwood so cool. It's probably, you know, he was just yeah. real, like, um, because he was a writer, you know, because he was a playwright, he's really, he, he had a real um, ability at just, like, pointing out cool stuff right. about anything. You know, mm-hmm. he was a mm-hmm. he was a really talented artist, is still mm-hmm. a really talented artist. So. Yeah, I was going to ask. We keep talking about him in past tense, and I'm like, is your dad still alive? Yeah. So I was, yeah. like, getting worried for a second. Oh, no, okay. yeah, yeah, no, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, right. definitely. We we are not as close as we used to be. Yeah, we don't right. see each other very often or uh-huh. talk even as much. But, uh, yeah, we're, but he's still, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, um, so how was it with your mom then? Not living with her and seeing her on the weekends, did, were you like bitter about that? Was she bitter about that? Was it cool? Like, um, I wasn't bitter about it. I think as a kid, I think as a kid, I was indifferent at times, just because I was so into things that I was into. I, I found that. As a kid, things that things that you think aren't affecting you sometimes end up affecting right. you as an adult, though. Yeah, yeah. that's certainly. No, Is of that course. something you've learned about oh, yourself? Of course, of yeah. course. Everything, yeah, a lot of stuff that you, like, you suppress or that, you, you right. know what I mean? You yeah. look up and you be like, oh, I never really... I never really saw two happy people in a house together with right. kids. You know what I mean? Right. That's, like, bad. Or I saw, or I grew up watching, like... If my, my parents are both divorced. They've been mm-hmm. divorced a couple of times, so each, so... Mm-hmm. You'll be like, I have certain habits that I learned and bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have like selfish habits because I grew mm-hmm. up seeing things that led to people getting divorced. So like people did selfish things or talk to each other in a way. You know what right. I mean? But it's stuff like when you're living it, you're just not you. Like in the time, I'm like, I don't fucking care. I'm not right. like I'm drowning it out a lot of times. Listening to music, whatever. Like just right. you know, being into the stuff I was into. Yeah, but I do like me and my mom. So I have an incredible relationship. Is she I still in to, the Bay Area? Yeah, she still lives in the Bay Area. She lives in uh, in Antioch, still like okay, yeah. Antioch, Pittsburgh area. She just loves it out there. But 
did you get along with her new the guy that she re, the guy that she married? The oh second, yeah, my yeah. stepdad. Yeah. Me and my stepdad are cool. They were married from the time I can remember, maybe since I was like five. Yeah, right. So what did they do? For my uh, my stepdad, he used to work on cars, like building cars. Yeah, right. He used to work for um, what was at one point like one of the biggest. Uh, it was called Numi. It was like the biggest like car manufacturing plant like in the West Coast or something oh, like wow. that. Um, they used to make cars for Toyota and all kind of stuff. Okay. And then recession, closed down. Yeah, you know? of course. Um, and then my mom, she had a lot of different jobs. She yeah. worked like at, for a security company. She was one of those people that just always had something going. You right. know what I mean? She always had some work. She was working for a security company. Right. And like she was... I don't know, West Coast manager or something. I mean, right, she was right. just always, you know, she got her degree and, like, didn't look back. She was right. always, like, hustling, had a great job at all times, you know what I mean? Did you have a big extended family, or is it just kind of like you and your brother floating back and forth between the two families? We spend a lot of time with our primary family, Okay, you know what I mean? But I think that's because, I don't know, I think uh, my family's, my family situation is just interesting. I think at times, like, my dad wasn't as close with his family, yeah, as he could have been. So I, that made us not as close to, our, you know, that side. That's the same the way my dad was, like, right? I, you know? I, I always wonder about that, and I and, and I, I find that that's not uncommon. I, a lot of yeah. people's dads tell me, a lot of people tell me their dads are like that. Yeah, you know, like well, and I, and I've I've always kind of heard this. Um, like sociologically, when uh, a man marries a woman, mm-hmm. he ends up being closer to his wife's family than mm-hmm. he is to his his actual family and right. like that was kind of true in in right. my situation unfortunately not but i hear that a lot you know right yeah i hear a lot of uh like my homegirls and stuff be like yeah my dad moved and like he doesn't really mess with his family that yeah, much anymore, that, yeah. You know I mean? yeah well yeah my my pops was from pennsylvania we right. fucking moved to alaska and i feel like he never yeah g- gave a shit about his family after that right, it's very weird. strange I, i've tried to really like avoid that i try to talk to my mom right. as much as i possibly can right. you know, I'm I, I don't want that to happen that. you know i'm definitely yeah. trying to fix that yeah. you know what i mean like i've noticed how detached i've become you know what i'm saying from my family at times mm-hmm. like just being focused on music and also foundationally not having as strong of a relationship as I could have mm-hmm. for whatever reasons, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's like I want to I want to fix that and kind of, like you said, yeah. remedy that problem. I don't want it to continue. Yeah, break the cycle type yeah. of thing, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, now I picture you in this, like, really artsy family that knowing that your dad's a playwright, <laughs> I imagine, like, records on the wall or something <laughs> or, like, a big DVD right. collection or whatever. But um, did you take to writing very early since since it was already, like, in your blood kind of? Nah, not so much. Um, with my dad being, as you know, like, the beautiful thing about growing up and your dad being an artist is that you get, you know, put on a lot of stuff. But at the same time, artists don't always make a lot of money. They don't always, you know. That's another thing I was going to ask because so, I would imagine it's it's kind of like a boom or bust economy when you live right. with a creative. Because being a creative myself, I know that I'm going right. through booms and busts all the fucking time. Yeah. So were there times where it was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, it was times. You yeah. know I mean? There were times when my, my dad made money stretch. You know, I remember... Mm. Uh, one week, I don't even know if he knows that, but I remember one week uh, knowing that my dad only had 40 bucks and, like, seeing him make it stretch, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like, a whole week. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, I don't know if he knows, you know what I mean, I know that, but um, that, it was it was a different type of household, though, because, like, even though we didn't always have everything or um, we were, my dad was, like, obviously hustling hard yeah. every day to right. like make sure we had everything we needed but um there was like so much love you know what i mean there was a lot of love in the crib and like he he was like the star of the house you know what i mean he like had to be because uh, there wasn't much else like around for us to be engaged with or right. you know into so yeah. he was being on that kind of stuff um but i started writing really primarily in like high school really yeah like early on i wanted to play sports really bad you know what i mean i was like i loved art love music love but i wanted to play sports i wanted to be like kobe iris and i wanted to make it to the league were you excelling as a kid at at basketball i was really good as a kid actually so that's why i really handles i was good yeah Yeah. handles quick i could shoot pass i was good yeah and i stopped growing right (laughs) i was gonna say i mean at at your size you gotta be the handles gotta be on point the the, the assists gotta be on point yeah and like i said you know ai was my favorite player so i was like fearless i was always going to the basket man my dad would tell you i probably have tape yeah. Of just 
attacking the basket every game. All games. Right. That's all I wanted to do. Sorry, she wasn't. No, it's so good. <laughs> I didn't even know. I forgot she was in there. I know. She's very quiet. Uh, shout out, Kennedy. Uh, she's taken a liking to Caleb, I'll tell you. Usually she's kind of aloof to getting pet or oblivious to it, and she's taken right to you for some reason. So I brought you must, that water in here. Yeah, that's what like, it is. You got a warm got soul, man. Right. Um, so you were attacking the basket. So how long did you play for? Like, did you end up quitting in high school, or you kept with it? Yeah, I quit my junior year. Mm-hmm. My junior year, I gave it up. How come? Uh, I just, I kind of lost the passion for it. Like Got burnt I, out or what? Not really. I just started looking at my, like, future. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just started looking like, what am I really going to do with this? You know That's what I mean? very sensible because a lot of people that I know that really love basketball, mm. like, they will it's ride it till it the fucking wheels fall off yeah. or till their knees crumble, yeah. regardless of if they realistically aren't going to ever make it to the league. They'll yeah. sit and play D-League or something for, like, till they're right. 40. And that's, you know, it's at my, if that's what you love, if yeah. that's, you know, it's you like— You can't hate on that. Right, it's wrong. like, if you'd rather do that than go work office gig or whatever, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, like, you right. know, it makes you happy. Right. But, like, for me, I'll always— I always, like I said, I grew up doing the arts plays with my dad. I was like, yo, why would I do this when I could go do something else? And, like, I have other talents. Like, I could, like, try to be great at something else that I could really, like, if I wanted to become an actor, being 5'8 is not going to kill me. Right. It's not going to stop me from being Yeah, like Tom Cruise 5'2, bro. Yeah, (laughs) you sure. Uh, uh, So I can't help but notice the correlation. Like, junior year, that's about 16. Mm -hmm. And you say you start writing around 16, so Mm -hmm. that's when you kind of, like, that's Mm -hmm. when it switched over, the passions? Yeah, the passions switched over, and and it sort of had to. My dad was going through, like, the about to divorce my stepmom at the time. Mm. And then... Yeah, it was just crazy. Oh, so you time. had the stepmom in the house uh, yeah, as well? Okay. I had a stepmom yeah. for a few years from, uh, what, eighth grade to when I graduated, from, like, really eighth to twelfth. Yeah. So from, like, okay. high school, really. Yeah, right. But, like, the last year and a half or so was kind of, like, crazy. They mm. got, like, separated and mm. then divorced and all mm. that. So it was, like, kind of wild. How's that as a kid? I... I I never, I never experienced that divorce thing and then the remarriage stuff. So, like, w- knowing that you and your brother had, like, bonded so heavy with your dad, living with him, and then a new woman comes in the house, like, uh-huh. w- was there any sort of, like, um, was it weird? It's I don't a know. lot. It's yeah. a lot. It's just a lot, bro. It's a lot growing up with all of that going on. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's like, it's like eight families <laughs> so much right and i yeah. have to imagine there's got to be some kind of like resentment or something or yeah, like it's like it's mad. like a this foreign body in the house you know yeah it's mad man it's, it's like it's a lot i yeah. think it's a lot to put kids through like mm-hmm. two like that's you're talking about like two separate marriages each mm-hmm. separate divorces each mm-hmm. families houses like i would imagine maybe maybe it, it creates this sense of like like a wall that keeps a distance between people because mm-hmm. you don't know how long they're going to be yeah, around definitely. or something like trust issues definitely. perhaps i don't talk to a lot of family because of that because yeah. i'm like i don't know when <laughs> right. you're gonna fall out right. so i can be like all right i wasted my time right so waste time you're like preemptively just... protecting yourself from having to like go yeah. through that shit again and again and again I be liking to be alone a lot because yeah. I know that I'm I know what I have around me is going to stay consistent mm-hmm. I don't really know what other people have or whatever mm-hmm. is going to stay consistent right. so I'll be like yeah because that's everything is, is always changing it's always like changing so much that now I'm just like me and my friends are my, you know what I mean I know is what's your, is your brother me. a constant in your life so my, brother's kind of a a constant. Yeah. my brother's a constant yeah. for sure like that's what I'm saying like everything separated like down to my level, my friends and people. The real, like, the real relationships. They're like, gonna just be like yeah. solid, but I yeah. don't really. I be to myself a lot because of that. You know? I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure it's affected your romantic relationships <laughs> to this point. A lot. Well, like, I guess so. You know. Hope, yeah. I mean, luckily, I'm not at that. Well, I guess I could get married now, but I'm it, not. We keep pushing it back farther and farther. Our yeah, generation, I'm pushing, you know it, I'm pushing mean? it back. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like I'm living right now. Yeah, man, of know? course, man. You're a fucking rapper. You got I'm the world living. in front of you right I'm now. I'm living right yeah. now. Man. You're lit. You know? Now you got videos out. Right. Like, you don't need to be worried about marriage yet. Um, so what happens when you start rapping? Do, do you are you like good at it instantly, or did, was it something that you feel like you had to really work at? Are you still working at it? You tell me. I'm always working at it, but I remember from the first first time I ever rapped, I was good. Yeah, like, not like great. You know, yeah. I, mean, I wasn't as polished or as good as I am now. Right. But like, 
Immediately, like immediately, I heard like, "Yo, I'm like I can rap." Did right. you have a friend group that you like started rapping with, and you instantly noticed you were the one that was better than them? Or what? not even? I yeah. mean, maybe the really the first time I ever started rap, my brother told me to rap yeah. for the first time. Yeah, but like he is a singer. He is a singer, so he don't even like rap like that. Yeah. So like, but when I wrote my first thing, it was like it was pretty good. Like, yeah, you know what right. I mean, it's like okay, there's a lot of room for improvement, but. You have a natural, like, you know, it's like handing a kid a basketball and he's never played before and he's right. nailing jump shots. You're like, okay, if we can tuck that elbow in right. and get you to understand right. your form, you'd be pretty fucking good. Right, you know? right, right. So, yeah. Um, what'd you do? Just hopped on YouTube, look for some instrumentals, 50 um, Cent style beat? Yeah, at first I, at first I um, worked with friends around me in school that were making beats, you know, whatever. Yeah, where people, like, have Fruity Loops or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. some homies just yeah. making little 30-minute beats and whatnot, you know, yeah. in the crib. And, yeah, um, then I Then I did the YouTube thing, the yeah. YouTube thing for sure. And I was, like, grabbing all type of so-and-so type beats. This person type beats. Yeah, this, right. You know, and I was... But that was when I started really honing my craft. That was really when I started. Trying. And at that time, at 16, who were the ones... I mean, I've heard you shout out, like, Lil Wayne in the raps. Like, yeah. who, who were the ones that were, like... This is my guy at that time. The most, well, around that age, 16, 17, mm-hmm. really, it was like J. Cole a lot. Yeah, right. It was J. Cole a lot. It was Jay-Z a lot. It was Kanye a lot. It's funny, man. J. Cole is a big influence to a yeah. lot of people. And I, I've never really taken to J. Cole like that because mm-hmm. I'm a little older. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, I, at the time that J. Cole dropped, I'm like, I was like, I heard this before. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... But now I'm seeing that, like, the people that J. Cole influenced and inspired mm. are all my new favorites Fave, doing yeah. it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I talked to this dude, Deontay Hitchcock, on the show. He's from Atlanta. And he was like, yeah, J. Cole. Like, I, I love J. Cole. And I'm like, that's crazy because, like, I love how he ra- I love right. how Deontay raps. And right. he was directly influenced by that. So One thing that Cole does really well, yeah. especially of uh, artists of his generation, yeah. is he's really vulnerable. You right. Know, it was a big step for a rapper to come yeah. out and be that vulnerable. Right, right, um, right. And I think that a lot of the kids, a lot of my generation, even younger, mm-hmm. we really take to that because of this social media way. Right, right. Vulnerability is so... The Instagram important. effect where everyone's just trying to show you the right, best thing that right. happened to them that week. We're, man, we're craving. Yeah. People are craving Reality. it, but especially yeah. like... We've been on it for so long and seen all the fake this and fake that. Yeah. We're like craving like... Oh, yeah, okay. You know, yeah. it's really you. You know, right? I feel so. you. Yeah, and that—that's see, that's interesting because I, I think perhaps my like borderline resentment towards him, or mm-hmm. Ill, like the the feeling of like mm, too much. Well, no, it's because I grew up listening to a generation of super underground rappers uh-huh. that had always been vulnerable, and so then to see like him get the 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 jay-z co-sign and the recognition yeah. and all this for like something that had been going on for a while i felt like why was he the one to get picked out of all these other rappers that i've been listening to for so long yeah. does that make sense yeah i know what you mean yeah I know what so you mean. um but yeah definitely that makes a ton of sense that like the vulnerability was lacking in rap music for a while oh, yeah. and that spoke to people he was willing to do he was willing to do the vulnerability and, a, and beyond that he's also a very technically proficient rapper yeah. too he, you know? he had a lot of the boxes checked he was yeah. he was down to be vulnerable and he was down to make a hit right you know right. and at that time a, a conscious rapper or whatever you mm-hmm. did still have to have a hit mm-hmm. and he was down to have a hit mm-hmm. and he did it he did work out and that was a big hit for mm-hmm. him it was, it was really all he needed at that point right totally Everybody liked his raps and right. all the fans and stuff. So, so J Cole, who else? Um, like I said, uh, Jay Z. Yeah, um, Kanye was big yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of J Cole though. It was a lot of J Cole just because I was at that end of high school, getting ready to go to college. A lot yeah. of his content was about college, right? And I was having the whole falling out with my home situation, yeah. my dad and my stepmom, mm-hmm. and then paying for college. I mean, it was just like this dude was checking all the boxes mm-hmm. of what I was going through and what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And uh, like like you said, his uh, his rapping ability is you know he can he can rap right. regardless of whether it's content. You know right, what I mean? It's right. what you like. I, right. every, I think we all agree the guy yeah, can get in there and spit a nice 16 and the other thing that I will definitely give J. Cole credit for is he's got a great year for new talent too because yeah. who he's surrounding himself with on his roster are all phenomenal talents yeah so Certainly. yeah um, so that's great and did you did he inspire you to like start making your own beats too do you fuck with that uh, I mean a little bit I, I don't even make my own beats as much as I want to right man. 
like the rapping has gotten to a point where it's it's so like important for me to do mm-hmm. to take it every every single day take it serious yeah that i don't even have the time right now to produce totally i gotta keep honing my music ability you know what i mean it's like it's so much going on the rapping side that i just gotta stay focused on the, on the rap side but um I mean, he's he's one person that really made me want to be like DIY for right. sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. He's I'm big on like Cole was definitely a person that made me say like, all right, I want to have my own label one day. I want to have my own, you know, whatever video, shoot my own videos, do my own artwork. Like he was big on that. That makes sense. Um, so at that age, sixteen, you start making your raps. You're looking for the beats online. Da 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 da. What do you do? Just bootleg some software and like buy a <laughs> mic from Guitar Center and just start like giving people songs at school or what? Like so, I, I originally started recording. So like this is a benefit of my dad being a working artist as well. He knew a friend that had a studio like set up similar like to this. In you the know crib, what I mean? yeah. A friend who had yeah like had like an office space and yeah. had a booth and had a little mixing room. Yeah. And he was like. If you want, so when I would write this stuff, um, I would try to just like write a bunch of songs. And then I told my dad one day, I was like, Yeah, I've been writing music. He would see me like staying up, like, mm-hmm. you know, listening to beats and like writing to have a little, I had got some headphones from Walmart, like some big ones. Yeah. And I would just be writing. And so he was like, If you want, um, if you do your chores and you save up, I could take you to, it was uh, his friend, oh, why do I forget the name now? Uh, Shit, Jason. I think his brother's name is Jason Collins. Uh, he goes by Mr. Blap. That's his rap name. Okay. But, uh, or Jaleel, actually. Cotton or something like that. I don't know why. I don't know why I said Jason. Well, what was his social security number? Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to remember his name because this was the first like yeah. studio that I went to and started learning stuff about being in a recording studio. I mean, then that's, a, that's like a pretty... Uh, amazing outlier opportunity right there because like your dad being an artist he was able to link mm-hmm. you with artists where I, I, most people don't get that opportunity yeah. you know what i mean so you got to be your first recording studio is the first time you recorded you right, know what i mean right. yeah. well that was the first time i recorded like solo. for real the first yeah. time i recorded i was in uh my brother's friends will uh-huh. his closet they had the, the i got of course i definitely got my gully okay, closet yeah, experience yeah, yeah but by the time i told my dad i wanted to do it for real yeah. he was like if you save up your money it was like 40 bucks an hour yeah so i would try to do one or two hours i would just save up my chores or save my chore yeah. money and just do like one hour and just do as many songs as i could do in one hour <laughs> and, nice. then, and then i would like come do another week and do another another session of as many songs as i could do in right. another hour and I learned a lot of stuff about, you know, how to do punches and how to leave a hole and yeah. how to double, so you know, everything. Yeah. So that was cool. I mean, that's that time where you start learning the intricacies of rap that people don't understand at first is that oftentimes it's like not always about every word you're saying. Sometimes mm. it's about words you're not saying and sometimes mm. about like where you leave the breaths. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those blank spaces and creative uses of them and none of that starts to register until you start actually recording a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely an art to it. You yeah. know what I mean? To to being a um recording artist, man. It's definitely like skill to it. You Absolutely. Know? It takes time too. Yeah, did you how long do you feel like it took you to find your like your literal voice, like mm-hmm. the, your your mic recording voice? How long did it take um, you to find that? A few years, maybe like when I was like 19 or 20. Yeah. Maybe 21. But like a few years, and I'll say 20, that would be safe. What was it before you felt like you found it? What was your bad habit that was keeping you from it? Would you yell too much when you were recording uh, or I just it, there's a um, like your natural voice is not a, is not always musically like right. correct. It could be nasal could or be something. Na- yeah, it yeah. could be too or too low or yeah. you know what I mean. So it was finding that median of where where it cuts through. It cuts through, yeah. and I can still be. I can still have power and like have a level to my voice. I could keep it at a proper pitch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. To where I, I can still hear the deepness in my voice. Yeah, I don't know. One day it was just like I was rapping and I was like. That sounds about right. Right. And then I was like, okay, let's just keep trying to focus on that. Mm. Um, And now it's like, now I have my bass voice, and then I know how to try and do other, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Mm -hmm. variations of it. But Mm -hmm. it took some time for sure. So 
how long ago was it? I mean, you're on you're on the rise. You're on the come up. I know that you're like clearly not where you want to be mm. yet, but mm. I would imagine that already you've caught some good breaks. And so, mm. like, what were some of the early breaks that you started feeling like where ooh, this is like starting to work out a little bit? Let me see. The well, the easiest one, the the first one that I want to say is yeah. when I did my uh, show for when my Hella Good album released mm-hmm. back in 2015. Mm-hmm. That was when I was like, okay, like this is cool. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I chose the right profession. I think I can do this. Like, mm-hmm. um, but there have been a, a bunch of other things. Performing at the Oracle uh, Oracle Arena with Jeezy was dope. Wow, that's tight. That was really dope. Was that's that like, through? Like, did he invite you through the, for that? Yeah, yeah, he was having like a. a big you know end of the year type show yeah um and he had like Lil Yachty come out wow. and a bunch of artists he did like a whole week-long thing yeah being able to do the show at Oracle was cool that's tight um then uh going to a bunch of the colleges I went to earlier this year UOP um or University of Pacific and yeah. up in Stockton yeah that was really cool um I just did a bunch of really like cool shows man I've had a bunch of opportunities to just perform with a bunch of great artists and yeah it's I really can't complain too much. You know, totally, totally. Um, you just put a new project out, right, mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Mm-hmm, What's mm-hmm. that one called? Real Person. Real, Real Person, person yeah. How long did you work on that for? Uh, about eight to eight months to a year. Yeah. Eight months to a year, yeah. Just consistent writing constantly, like, damn near every day. Right. And then just improving every verse and stuff like that. Right. Mm. And that's where, like, like Soul's on there? Is that yeah. for... And, Soul, yeah. Bank Robber, yeah. uh, For Willem is on there. That's Consequence. The Consequence is on 1993. Oh, okay, okay. On, that, right before this one, yeah, okay. last project. So this is your third tape? or This is th- the third project. Yeah, this is like, I would consider it to be my third official project. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I've done, I did some stuff when I was in high school, but that's right, like right. high school of tapes. Okay. Um, and I've made like personal projects for myself, but this, like my, my three, hella good, 1993 and Real Person. Yeah. Those are my like... Those are my babies. Well, so tell me about the grind a little bit because I think, um, you know, youngsters that listen to rap music, they get the. It's like you talked about with like J. Cole's vulnerability. Like most people, they present the good things that are happening and they don't hear about the reality of uh-huh. the day to day. So I'm sure that like at this point in your career, you probably still got to. I mean, maybe not, but you probably just have like a normal job that you go to maybe. Mm-hmm. And if not, you probably just got out of it. Right. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. So so tell me basically about like the those years of like 16 to 21, um, kind of like, did you go to college? Did you get a job? How were you, how were you sustaining your yourself while you were honing your craft uh i went to college mm-hmm. i worked yeah I, I worked i worked i worked where'd you go to school at uh so i went to academy of art university yeah. first in, in san francisco in san francisco oh sick yeah. what were you working on there uh multimedia communications awesome. was my first major and then after two years two and a half years there i transferred to expression college What's that? Um, it's like a it's trade school. Okay, yeah, they'll, right. they'll call it a uh, like um, I don't know art digital art school whatever. Okay, yeah, basically digital art trade school. Okay, and I went for sound engineering, uh, and I changed my major from that to music for visual media. So, a bunch like, of schools. What's that like music videos? Um, music for like commercials. Oh, games, oh, oh like, like, like you would you were learning to make music for like publishing basically yeah, and licensing. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Especially for like games and, Yeah. Um How was that? It was cool, man. I mean it was cool to just keep learning new stuff. Like yeah. I like learning new things and then applying them to right. like what I like to do. Like I would love like I learned how to uh like create this video game. I learned how to use this computer program called UDK. Mm-hmm. It's um like the video game software that a lot of developers use. Mm-hmm. But just knowing how to do that was like, and just even how to open it up, how to import like art, how to import music, how to, it was crazy because it was like, dang, one day I can make a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for my friends or for my family or for my fans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could really make a game. Um, what would the col- what would the collaborate um, game look like? I don't know, but I definitely want to do like a scrolling like. A, I was just gonna say it's gonna be like a side screen. scroller, yeah, yeah. side scroll yeah. game. I definitely want to do something like that, yeah. and then have my character like running or jumping or something. Right. That was my first game. It's yeah. easy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but fun. Too. Yeah, totally. You know, um, so as you're at expressions, are you working as well to put yourself yeah, through school? Yeah. Both at both schools, I worked when I was at uh, when I was at Academy of Art. I worked at Levi's. And then, uh, and that was when I was working at the flagship store in San Francisco. Yeah. That's how I met my manager. That's how I met a, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, 
And then when I transfer, that's, to that's probably like a job that a lot of creatives are working in. Right. Like, re- yeah. like I feel like retail jobs are easy, no stress jobs that like creatives can kind of like balance their time and budget with. Yeah. They're mad stressful and they're far from easy, oh, but, really? <laughs> Fuck, my bad. but they just suck. They just, yeah. well, it's, it's service, you know what I mean? Yeah. The service industry. You got to deal with well, people. All the time. I'll say this, I'll say this too. Cause not to make it seem like retail is just hell. Yeah. A pr- I mean, you get to go into an air conditioned place, yeah. and, you know, you're not outside in the elements. Right. Trust me. I know the difference. Cause I, my first job ever was, a job where I was outside in the elements, yeah, going door to door, not you know what I mean, selling shit, selling shit. Really, um, I was a canvasser. Uh, so I don't like, know what that is. So canvassers are like people who, like people, the people who come to your door yeah. and they talk to you about like social issues or uh, social okay. issues, yeah, or yeah, 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 environmental issues, whatever. I did so I worked on some social campaigns, yeah, and I worked on some environmental campaigns, yeah. Um, worked for Calperg, worked for Environment California for a little bit, but then I was like. For a little bit, I was doing it for the check, and then I was like, wait a minute, this is like, I don't even know if I really fully agree with these like organizations oh, like that. Oh, really? Yeah. And I also got tired of the job, so I was like, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> I feel like if there's no one that people hate more than people that knock door to door. Yeah, Like, yeah, you probably you caught shit time. from people, yeah. Yeah, a lot, but you learn how to talk to people real, like, real well. You kind of learn how to literally, like, get a foot in the door. Of easily, <laughs> yeah. easily, you yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. like... It's also like you get uh, you're, you're a lot less sensitive to it. You get less sensitive. Mm. A lot of times you'd be like, you know, one thing that I realized when I had that job was now like when I go like back when I go to people's doors, I used to hate it. But one day I realized like, dang, like what if they're just chilling? You know right. what I mean? Like imagine when you're just home chilling and right. you're like, I don't want to come to the door. Like right, and I I would imagine also that a a bigger life a bigger picture life lesson that you probably drew from that is like it it, it became a lot easier to hear no's. Yeah, like because hearing definitely. no can be devastating to some people, but definitely. if you hear enough no's, no doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. We would go to like we would go to like eighty to hundred houses a yeah. day. So you yeah. hear a whole or you hear no like excuse all me. the time. You hear no like all the time. Yeah, like, but then when you finally hear a yes, it probably makes it worth it. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, fuck. All You're right. like, all right, cool. My one yes. Now I could get. 20 other no's because in the music industry you will hear a million no's and then those yeses that you get are the ones that matter you know yeah so anyhow um so then yeah so retail uh was better than knocking door to door definitely man definitely yeah but it still sucked you know especially having a whole bunch of bosses that's the thing that sucks the most about like there's a lot of bureaucracy or something man you have like you have like you have a the main the store boss. Then yeah. you have like regional this boss. Oh yeah. my god! It's just like and I have a, a boss that's on the floor right now. Yeah. But then I have another boss right. on the other floor, and it was like it's crazy because yeah. you feel like everywhere you look, you have somebody watching you, like just waiting to be like, oh, that. And particularly those flagship stores, those are the ones yeah. that are supposed. Those are like the the ones that all the eyes are on. Yeah, you know what I mean, so they want like that to be the example for the whole company. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like ten times worse. Yeah, right. They want to come in here with the cameras and be like, all right, you guys show people how to do uh, folds, right? Like, yeah, you know, so like right. that's weird. Yeah. How long were you there? Uh, about like a year and a half. Yeah. For like almost two years, but I don't think so. Don't and so that's so. where you met Nick, your manager. Yeah. And yeah. so how did you guys, I mean, tell me about that bond that formed and how you guys decided to work together. Um, shoot, we were working there for maybe like three or f- three, maybe like three to six months before we even were like cool. Yeah. Um, and then one day, uh, he asked me if I did music. I was like, yep. I told him my rap name, Collaborate. Just yeah. Google search it. He always says that's like one of his favorite parts of meeting me because he was like, oh, this kid smart. He has a name and you can just the, search Yeah, the, lo- the good SEO, you know right. what I mean? Like, right. it's so, spelled different, so. Yeah, so yeah. he uh, took that, checked it out. And then from there, it was just like, he was a fan of my shit and was like, you know, this is pretty good and like, I want to work with an artist and like, so he was sure. already he already kind of had management in his mind. He was he was trying definitely. he was looking for the right person. I definitely think that he, yeah, I definitely think that like well, I mean, he'll tell you I'm sure he has like a story that's worth of telling. Of course, as well. of course. But um he says, you know, like he always wanted to like get into managing yeah. originally anyways. And like the whole thing that he wanted to get into was just making sure that the artist didn't get like fucked over. Fucked over. Yeah, yeah, like and that was really cool and I kinda fucked with that so I was like, All right. Yeah. Let's, you know, try things out and then we just 
really just did the indie grind. Just right. like the slow, like just working with the shit and just building it from the top up and or from the bottom up and just, you know, letting it glow. Right. What is the indie grind like nowadays? Because when, when I was your age, the mm. indie grind was like trying to call show promoters to get mm. opening slots at, at bigger shows so you mm. could try to get... It's like a very... It was kind of like a counterproductive means back in the day because social media wasn't as popping 12, 15 years yeah. ago as it is now. So like what what is the grind entail now because i think like the digital approach is probably a lot um more efficient than the old like, like we used to go hang fucking flyers on light posts to get people to come to our shows and shit like that. i would imagine that yeah. the indie grind is not that anymore yeah the indie grind now is is it's interesting like you said social media plays mm-hmm. a huge part mm-hmm. you know you have to be you have to be relevant on on the phone and you have to be relevant in the streets as well mm-hmm. it's like uh, it's constant because people are always putting out content and there's always new artists looking to do something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, completely different and off the wall. Mm-hmm. And you may have artists that are just like going at it specifically to do something off the wall to give you. So it's like right. you have to stay so consistent and you have to make sure that your brand identity is strong. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's um it's like a more like corporate hustle impressed upon it now rather than the guerrilla side it's like now you gotta be tight on your corporate and you gotta make sure your website's cool and you have to make sure you have promotional material swag you gotta make sure you're aligning with the right artist you know it's crazy I don't know how to word this question properly, but I get a vibe from you that you have, like, you're a tactful person. You're a, you're a real person. You're not a cornball. You know mm. what I mean? Like, you're not somebody that's going to, like, do some weirdo shit to get noticed, mm. which in this day and age is almost like a shot in the foot kind of. Because right. now you're, because to do it the tasteful way, it takes mm. longer. It takes and to, and yeah. you know what I mean? Like, do you ever, um, <laughs> I don't know. Is there ever like? Do you ever feel like, oh, I'm fighting this uphill battle because I am like a normal good guy? Yeah, you know? of course, yeah. of course. Like every every day, but yeah. like it's fine. You know what I mean? Because it's more spiritually satisfying it to is. be like a, a real person. You yeah, know? it is. And yeah. then it's like when I get when I get there, I'll be the me. Mm-hmm. Of, <laughs> I'll be the one of one, mm-hmm. and then it'll be lit. Like I'm gonna make it. I always knew. I, I always knew that I would, and I still know that I will. So mm-hmm. it's like. When I do, I'll just be even more lit because I did. And right. Like, damn, man, you really did that uphill battle. And, and you like, did yeah. it your way without having to, like, sell your soul type right. of shit, right? Right. Yeah. And then it'll be even more fun. So, yeah. like, I know it's coming. So, I just, it's worth, it's like, to me, if anybody's going to do it, I feel like I'm the one to do it. Because to me, it's easy. It's light work. It's like, yo, let's just make incredible music and just do what we believe in. Yeah. And the day will come. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I like that. Fuck you. Thank you. Caleb, I like you, man. Thank you're you're a good guy. I'm glad that you came much. and did this. I'm glad to be here, man. Yeah, most definitely. Um, let's wrap it up by telling people just kind of um, where to find the tapes, I guess. Like on Spotify. Course, yeah, everything's course. on Spotify. Yes, uh, C-A-L-E-B-O-R-A-T-E. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll see that somewhere where they're just, listening to this. Just put out Real Person two weeks ago. Real Person just came out. Out everywhere, available everywhere. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, yeah. YouTube, Tidal, Google Play. Boom. Everywhere. All of those. They're everywhere. Yeah. All you got to do is search Collaborate Real Person and, you know. It's already on your mom's phone. Probably. You know. Probably. Uh, your Twitter is? Collaborate. Collaborate. C-A-L-E-B-O-R-A-T-E. Yeah. And you're going to be performing a song today. What song is that yes, going to be? Yes, sir. The song I'm doing today is going to be for Willem. Produced by Willem Ardui off my new project, Real Person. Boom, boom. Available everywhere. <laughs> and so now that the project is out, like, um, are you touring it? Are you? What are you going to do? Hopefully. You know, yeah. I want to tour, and I want to tour with a... Um, an artist of similar magnitude, of similar yeah. size, ideally. You know, yeah. I feel like this is a good project and a good time in music and in hip-hop for that to happen. Yeah, uh, We've had so many great, talented artists going out on these one-man, you know, I'm just going right. to take everything I have with me on this right. tour. And and back in the day, especially Glory Days of hip-hop, you had so many groups and mm-hmm. artists and bands. Oh, man, it was like, right. which show do I go to? I don't know, I'm going to everyone. Right, you know I mean? right. So I would love to tour with the artists in the same vein. That would be lit. What are you and Nick's plan? as far as like uh, corporate collaborations are you guys looking to sign or are you guys going to try to stay in India as long as possible and then and, and ride it until you can't take it farther um, I feel like that thing is because the music industry is always changing that, that answer changes like right. every it just depends on 
you know, how the music is doing right now, where mm-hmm. I'm cool with how I am. Um, I want to continue to just get this music all knocked out and get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that day comes, like, whatever is the, the best move so that I can keep doing what I want to be able to do and that we can all eat and take care of ourselves, that's what we're going to do. Absolutely. And uh, last thing, now that the tape's out, Two weeks, you know, it, it, mm. you know, you, you let that out into the world, and it can almost feel anticlimactic sometimes, like letting your baby go to school, like, or like it's like a bittersweet, you know. Mm. But uh, do you take a little downtime to kind of recollect and figure out what you want to do next, or do you get right back into the studio? I'm still writing. I'm not yeah. uh, right back in the studio yeah. because of how much like I'm trying to promote the project right now. Right, like, we're trying to run marketing. We're yeah. trying to yeah, we're trying to just get this thing everywhere. Like yeah, we're not really sitting down. You right, know? we're not really trying to sleep very much. We're just trying to be everywhere we can and mm-hmm. promote it as hard as we can. But mm-hmm. um, I'm still writing during that process. Though I always have stuff to write about. Right, so that's cool man. Yeah. Well, shit, man. This was great. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. you know, I think Kennedy appreciated you taking the time, too. She seems to really like you. Uh, hiding out back there. In the Kennedy corner. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's, that corner. is now deemed the Kennedy corner. Yeah. So, yeah, look for Collaborate on Twitter at C-A-L-E-B-O-R-A-T-E. No underscores, no nothing like nothing that. like that. Boom, it's just his That's name. On Instagram, on Facebook, on everything. Find him on Spotify. The projects are fantastic. He is going to be right in you guys' wheelbarrow because he is... Uh, a fantastic rapper my name of course is lee some of you guys might know me as intuition my twitter is at it's intuition you can find my man ben shin behind the boards making the shit sound buttery ben. at i am database based with two s's follow us as a unit at kind of neat hit that patreon patreon.com slash kind of neat where you should pledge a dollar thank you to all the new pledges this week i appreciate it youtube.com slash kind of neat we're gonna see collaborate perform and other than that you guys know what the deal is that was collaborate i'm lee and this was kind of neat mm-hmm.